everyone, and welcome to the Imitator Podcast, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy Sutherland, and I'm Curtis Henry. Glad to be joining you all. Thanks for listening. Hey, today our topic is hidden knowledge. Hidden knowledge. Now, does that sound good to your ears just to hear the words hidden knowledge? I, I bet some of you are were pulled into this title or even kind of like got your ears perked when we said hidden knowledge. I think there's something innate in us or in our humanity that draws us to this like kind of something, this like hidden something that no one else knows. I, I, I just feel this propensity to like, what is this hidden knowledge? Maybe the you do too. intrigue is real. So Jeremy, for those of us who are unfamiliar with the term and what that means, can you explain what hidden knowledge is? Hidden knowledge is that which others don't know, that maybe that you're an insider to or that you're the f- one of the first to account or receive some kind of knowledge. Um, hidden knowledge in the Stock trading might be like that. Um, what is it called when they when you when you find out about trading before it's going to happen, or, or stocks that are going to go up and down? I forgot what that's like called. Insider trading. Insider or, trading. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That maybe that's like one form of hidden knowledge. The other form of hidden knowledge in, in like our culture maybe is like you discover a band before everybody else discovers it, and then other people start listening to that band like a year later, and you're like, oh. I was listening to that band a year ago. Like I <laughs> knew something that everybody didn't. So it's, has that ever happened to you? Uh, well, I did see Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson at Borders on State Street in Santa Barbara, mm. when there was like 150 college students packed into into that store. So he, yeah, wow. I was like one of the first. I wouldn't say I discovered him, but I was like right there, and it was pretty awesome. Probably been a long time since he's played to an audience of 150. Probably. Maybe it was even like less than that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was one of the few. I had the hidden knowledge of Jack Johnson. And he was a UCSB graduate as well. So, hey. Oh, well. Throw yeah. out to Jack Johnson. Crazy. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that a little bit uh, for us. So, instead of a headline today, uh, we have a quote from Dolores Cannon. Uh, she's an author a hypnotherapist and a kind of a future thinker uh, who's gained a lot of influence with her thoughts and and with a bunch of her books. She's written many books. Uh, And she says, I have opened doors and information and information will continue to flow forth. I only hope mankind will be open and adjust their minds to include ideas and concepts beyond the third dimension and integrate them into a new reality. Such will be the world of the future. Ooh. Sounds like she's got some stuff going on. She's got some hidden knowledge. She says she has some insider information. Yeah, so uh, another aspect of hidden knowledge is is the religious aspect of people claiming that they have a hidden knowledge of... A particular religious text. Uh, one of those might be the Gospel of Thomas, uh, which is, you know, people have uncovered or claim to have uncovered, and and it's got all of these teachings that contradict uh, the other gospels or or the the true gospels. And uh, it's interesting to 
you know, to hear from these people who are so convinced that, that this gospel has just overturned everything that the Bible talks about. And I, I from basically, or, or from what I've read of Dolores Cannon, she's, she's kind of of that same mindset and the gospel of Thomas, it kind of talks about how the more knowledge we gain, it, it, Basically, the idea is boiled down to the more knowledge that we gain, the more that we realize about ourselves that God is in us and that we will, once we gain enough knowledge, we'll ascend to a higher consciousness, basically. Yeah. And there was a book that came out in, I think, 2006 called The Secret, and it was Mm. pulling off one of... One of Jesus' sayings, kind of saying that we can call things into existence. And it really is, it's taking Christianity and blending it with uh, the New Age spiritual movement, right? It's it's this uh, God is in you, you are God. Um, Yeah. Kind of, I think a lot of it has its basis in Gnosticism, um, which the free dictionary online uh, defines Gnosticism as the beliefs and practices of pre-Christian and early Christian sects, sects uh, condemned by the church, especially the conviction that matter is evil and that knowledge is more important than faith uh, and the practice of esoteric mysticism. So basically it's just this idea that knowledge is more important than the faith aspects and it's, it's about getting to know your inner being. And I think that's what a lot of like, Dolores Cannon, a lot of these people have, have gained influence from. So, so it's not really new. It goes back. It's just, it may be in yeah. a new package, a new, a new right. way of talking about it. And that, and that's true with like our culture with a lot of spirituality, a lot of, everybody wants to be spiritual, but, but I don't think the majority of people out there say they want to be part of a uh, religion per se. They would right. say the, the, the idea that sp- spirituality is just, it's, it's, it's easier to say that I'm spiritual than to say I am a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Because that is, that holds like an exclusive. It's defining. Way. It's defining. Yeah. 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 Um, right. It's exactly right. Yeah. And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of this is, you know, it can be confusing because so many people will oppose it. Like this should be in the Bible and it's been taken out and you know, Constantine removed these books from the Bible so that we would have a particular viewpoint on these things. Uh, But really, it just comes down to the Jewish historians had a really strict way and way that they would copy the text, the way that they would, uh, the the way that they would do their manuscripts and they, they would view and look at the historicity of all of this and see uh, of all of these texts and see which ones uh, had historical, uh, basically evidence that they were Jesus's actual words. So they were very well thought out, very well studied and observed and not just thrown out because they were ideas that people weren't a fan of. Uh, so these, you know, when you hear about people bringing up these scriptures of these books that should have been in the Bible or were once in the Bible or anything like that, they were basically studied and found to be not consistent with the rest of scripture. And that's why they were removed. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that's the religious 
side of the hidden knowledge. What about the hidden knowledge of today is more, maybe, maybe more mm. political, cultural, especially in the U.S., right? We have this whole phenomenon called QAnon. Do you want to define that or do you want me to try Go to define? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, so Q, if I understand right, is a, I don't know if it's a person, I don't know if it's a number of people. It's, it's kind of like this mysterious person or people out there that are posting on a special website this anonymous information that comes from secretive sources like some they say some that are very high up in the government that have or whether our our government in the in the US or our world governments and it's this kind of hidden knowledge like oh well this is actually is what's happening behind the scenes and this is what's going to happen next and i see a a lot of people, and even myself, I have to be careful about being kind of swept into this anonymous information source as as the truth, I guess. Yeah, so I, th- I think this whole idea of QAnon and, and the following that the amazing and huge following that it's gotten is that we all, I think, have this desire for this hidden knowledge. I think that's the the basis of it, right? Whether it's religious or QAnon or political, whatever it is, is we we all have kind of this innate desire for for this hidden knowledge. Yeah, and I don't think that starts right now. I don't think that's just to our culture, our time. I think this goes all the way back, like I've always said, back to the Genesis. Mm. What does God say, and what does the Bible say about hidden knowledge? So Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, it says the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. That's Deuteronomy 29, 29 from the ESV. So if we take this hidden knowledge all the way back to the beginning in the garden, that was, I think, part of the original lie to Adam and Eve in the garden. So Satan comes to them with this, this lie saying, well, um, has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, this is from Genesis chapter three, verse, now verse two. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He's offering to them this secret hidden knowledge that God is withholding this hidden knowledge from them. And that's where it all goes downhill, right? Yeah, the knowledge of what is good and what is evil. And I think a lot of, that's what all of these things are claiming, you know, Gnosticism is claiming this is what's actually good and this is what's actually evil. So is QAnon, it's saying this is evil and this is good. You know, it's all these things we have this desire to, you know, figure out and and know every, all of these things. You know, we have this great desire to to figure out what this hidden knowledge actually is. Yeah. And we turn to many different sources for that. This, you know, pre-internet back in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 18, God had really 
clear guidelines for his people as they went from slaves in Egypt into the promised land. And so Deuteronomy 18, let me read a few verses from that chapter. This is 9 through 13. It says, when you come into the land and the Lord God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. Because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you and you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. He also gives that warning in Leviticus 19.31. Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them for I am the Lord your God. Yeah, it's really good. I think a, a really great resource, and I, I haven't seen recent things from him, but uh, if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about this, I think uh, Stephen Bankars, if you guys have ever seen any YouTube videos from him. He's he's really great. He is a uh, Christian who came out of the New Age movement, and he's really uh, helped, I think, open the doors up to what's actually there and in the truth of the gospel throughout those things and, and our desire for, you know, these spiritual experiences of this hidden knowledge. Um, Jeremy, can you explain a little bit about what that, you know, how that first sin in the Bible has impacted humanity since then? Like as far as hidden knowledge goes. Yeah. It, it, Satan is such a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a murderer from the beginning. Um, and so with that craftiness of the lie that, Hey, if God's withholding, you can actually know something outside of what he's given you. Um, there is this, he, he was tapping into this propensity and humanity that we just want to know more than we're supposed to. Like Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, you know, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed to us belong to us and our children forever. Um, And so Satan is going out and deceiving those. And I think that is the reason for this podcast is that we, we want to stand almost as, as, um, the watchers, um, the watchmen saying, hey, be careful of this. You know, there's a lot of this hidden knowledge out there. There's there's somebody who are trying to draw us away from the foundation of the Bible. Like God has revealed so much in his word. And so to try to seek out other things beyond what the Lord our God has revealed to us, there's, there's a danger in that. And I think Jesus warns of that a number of times in the Gospels. Let me yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of a slap in the face to God to to start uh, pursuing these hidden this hidden knowledge when you know this well of of knowledge and information and wisdom through the Bible is you can never reach the bottom of it. The things that you can find in the Bible and the things that are taught in it, it's unbelievable. You know, it, share share this verse that you're about to. Well, you just on on note, that note before I say anything, like um. He, yeah, if you are if you are if a QAnon follower, if you are checking to see him, is that drawing you closer to God or is that leading you away? Is that drawing you closer into your relationship with Jesus and trusting in Jesus and His Word, or is that making you 
follow this other hidden thing, which we don't even know this, what, what the source is or who the source is. Um, yeah. I, I, I think there's, there's a warning in that. Um, yeah, I think naturally like pursuing hidden knowledge will draw you away from your faith because you're trying to, trying to f- f- uh, discern reasons for everything that's going on in the world or, or figuring out patterns behind the scenes, whatever it might be. But, but we're called to have, you know, f- obviously we need to have knowledge, but trusting in the faith that we, that we have in Jesus and that he's told us that, you know, there are hidden things and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never gone to the QAnon post of where they post. I've, I've read a few of the things that have popped up and normally it's a, it's a Q drop and it's, it has a number on it. And I remember one of those, it had a title saying sheep no longer. Mm. And that's so interesting that this, you know, hidden anonymous person or people would say that we're in a sheep no longer when the Bible clearly calls us sheep. Mm-hmm. So Jesus in Matthew 10, 16 said, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Jesus calls us sheep. And so in a way already that would just with, by them saying that, that's going against the Bible. We are sheep and we are led astray so easily, but Jesus is calling into this, like, Hey, know that I'm, you're out there in dangerous territory, but this is how I want you to act. You know, be as wise as serpent, which is interesting because that was what happened in the garden of Eden. It was, Eve was deceived or, and, and Adam was deceived by the serpent, but yet to be as harmless, as innocent as doves. Um, we're sheep. Yeah. We are that's, sheep. That's a good thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, with the right shepherd, with the right shepherd, yes, that the is, right shepherd, yes. that is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jesus gives another warning here in Matthew 24. This is verse five. Um, actually, I'll start in verse four. It says, Jesus answered, said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. He goes on later to say in verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then verse 24, and you can read this whole, the whole chapter, you know, I'm just skipping a few verses, but verse 24 says, 23 and 24, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you before, and like the deception and the lies and the like, look here, look there, like it's only going to get thicker and so darker and be so much harder to understand that it says that even the, some of the elect may be deceived. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that one of the common deceptions out there is is this this idea that we have everything we need within ourselves and that we you know just need to gain this knowledge to like ascend because I think that's really what the what Satan's original downfall was is is he wanted the worship that he saw God was getting and so he used that same that same idea with with Adam and Eve. He used the same the same temptation that that they could you know be like God. And I think that that is a whenever we see a temptation 
or an idea that that is promoting self or that we have what we need within ourselves, I think that really is a is a huge red flag. Yeah, I, 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 as I look out at what's going on in our culture, what's going on in our world, and then even closer to home, what's going on in our churches, it, it, it the it's getting it's getting harder to harder to to understand the deception and and where it's coming at and uh, where it's coming from I should say and I think that has to do just with with the, the times that we live uh, and the deception that's that's that is coming and so can QAnon be part of that deception yeah I believe so can can the new age movement be part of that deception that's that's creeping in I I believe so um, there's just these warnings and even if you look at how many times the Bible says deceive, deceit, deceive, uses that those that form of the of the word. I forgot how I forgot to count. It's, it's, it's a lot. 50, it's a lot. I, I oh, saw it was fifty nine okay. verses on deception in okay. the Bible or deceiving or deceiver. Yeah. So Revelation eighteen twenty three says, uh, "For by your sorcery, he's talking about Babylon. For by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived." And there is like I, there is this end times deception that's coming, and I, I think we can start to see it now if it's not already fully here. But there's 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 lies that are being spread as truth. Um, it's getting hard to hard to understand. So we do have to be um, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Yeah, I think the the only way to combat that, and you shared this in your sermon this last weekend, but I think the only way to combat these things is to really hone in and and focus in on on what the Word of God says. Uh, I've heard, I'm sure you, some of you have heard this before, but there's, uh, you know, when they are when people are in school for learning how to figure out what a counterfeit is, what counterfeit currency looks like, they they don't study what all the counterfeits could look like, but they look like what they look for what the real deal looks like, and they really study the real deal so that they can tell when something else comes in and it's different. And I think that's exactly what we need to do as Christians: is we really need to know our Bible now more than ever. I think yeah. uh, we really need to learn and know what the Bible says so that we can identify these false teachings and these and these false ideas when they when they come. Yeah. The warning here is too is in 2 Corinthians 11:14 and 15. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Hmm. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Yeah, isn't that interesting? He disguises himself as an angel of light like like bringing light to something is usually like bringing visibility and, and understanding, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that is part of Satan's plan is to give you the feeling or the sense that you're coming into understanding or coming into the light uh, when really it's right here. It's right in front of us. Yeah. The word. Yeah. Yeah. So imitators, I would just encourage you, Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. the secret things belong to the Lord our God but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever. And I'm so thankful for the word that just sits right here. It's on our desk right now. Yeah. Um, the word that's been revealed to us. Yeah. I think, you know, we can imitate Jesus in this way by how he always returned to it is written, it is written, it is written. So I think, you know, 
that that's what we can always come back to. We can come back to the Word of God. That's where that's where it all lies. That's where all of our understanding should be coming from. And so, yeah, we just want to thank you for joining us on the Imitator Podcast today, uh, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. Uh, we just would encourage you to give us a five star review if you enjoyed this episode, uh, and you know, subscribe to our channel, share it with a friend. We'd love that. So thank you so much and have a great week. Thanks, guys.